0: The talks. The female case uh, for me is about changing the way we present women in fashion. More like a subject, not uh, as an
1: object. The women are represented in many different ways, not only one way. This is very important for me. It's also what I try to make with my work in
0: Dior. There are many elements in the female case.
1: This week's guest on Dior Talks is one of the most exciting talents working in fashion photography today. At 26, Nadine Ijewera photographed a historic British Vogue cover. She's one of the most sought-after artists for the fashion industry's most respected names, but more importantly, perhaps, she's changing our perception of beauty. Nadine's confident and uplifting photographs express a new idea of fashion and its function in the wider world. I can't wait to hear more about her and her journey. I'm Charlotte Jansen, a journalist and the author of Girl on Girl, a book exploring photography in the age of the female gaze. You're listening to Dior Talks, conversations on the female gaze. Are you in Hackney? You're in East London as well, right? No, I'm in Greenwich actually. I'm, oh,
0: I, you're in Greenwich. I'm you're in Greenwich, Greenwich yeah. Okay, nice.
1: Uh, yeah, recently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, nice. What's it like there?
0: Well, to be honest,
1: I kind of grew up
0: um, around this area, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, my school yep. was sort of between, so I used to take this the 53 bus route. I still remember very clearly um, yeah. around this area.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's so funny in London, always like how big this city is and how how stuck you get in certain neighbourhoods. Like I'm just constantly amazed by how like I've lived in East London for 10 years or so pretty much on and off now and I still find streets and little areas and little pockets that I'm like I've never seen this before I've never been here or like and it obviously it changes so quickly as well but like yeah south just seems like another world <laughs> like yeah or, no definitely you know, certainly <laughs> south of the river um, yeah. anyway so I wanted to start by congratulating you um, because yeah. you were recently awarded um, an infinity award
0: they have these annual awards
1: um which they give to very few photographers and it you know very excellent photographers that are really uh, i mean it puts your name in a list of very very impressive people um basically working you know within within visual media basically how does it feel to get that award
0: it's actually quite surreal to be honest um I don't know, because, you know, you grow up and you're reading about these things and you watch these awards, and but I never kind of thought that I would be receiving one, or especially... I guess at the moment I feel like I'm so early on in my career and there's so much I want to do. I expect a lot of things that have happened. I expected to maybe potentially um, happen if all went well in the next sort of ten, you know, ten years or something um, yeah. as I work, work my way up through the uh, industry, if you like. Um, yeah. But it, it was it was a shame we didn't get to do this ceremony. It was something I was super, you know, really looking forward um to and kind of celebrating yeah. that and being able to attend and being in that sort of world but it was so sort of amazing to be alongside the people that won for the other sort of categories and um yeah. and to i watched it live as well because it was streamed live on youtube Aye. and just the yeah just wow. the, they made it a whole digital um award and it was streamed yeah. online and um, it was done very well actually and it was quite surreal because there was a live chat as well so you just saw people sort of logging on and commenting and that sort of thing um, so it was a nice way to kind of be together without being yep. together if that makes sense and I think yep. they did a really great job in that that way um,
1: no it's an incredible 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 gig like to get as you say like at your at that stage of your career and also just just to be in that lineup of pretty much every name every photographer that has shaped like what we think of as photography um you know in you've got people like Cindy Sherman, Lorna Simpson um Mary Ellen Mark like Susan Meiselis and um, Zanelim Holly like have have got um Infinity Awards. so it's just like yeah, it's incredible, and it must feel so good, and and it's well deserved. Like I have to say. I mean, we're coming to talk about like how you've managed to, um, you know, create the work that you have already at this point in your career, like in a bit. But but yeah, um, and so and obviously that's attached to the um, international centre of photography, um, yeah. where you said that they they have um, the exhibition as well. Um, so. Oh, you know, thinking about your work and kind of looking at it um, in the last few weeks again and sort of revisiting it when I was preparing for this conversation we were going to have, you know I was just feeling like how it really I really identify with that kind of feeling, all the things that you've said and all the things you've done in making your work about not having something to identify with in the mainstream press and in the 90s it was very much like go down to the village shop and they have like J17 there was really nothing even in those magazines that you could get your hands on to like that would I felt represented me or my family or like how I kind of saw myself um and you've talked about that as well but also you yeah. grew up in London which i imagine mm-hmm. was also a bit different to me growing up in like a rural area of England that um, is is also very undiverse like still to this day um, So I was just wondering yeah if you could talk a bit about that and what kind of yeah what that motivation was for you when you started making your work
0: I actually actually went to school in Kent. Uh, Mm -hmm. in Sidcup and in Bexley's areas so Ah, for me it was kind of sort of a contrast because mm -hmm. um, as you say there was not so much diversity in the in the countryside uh, or the Kent areas but um, in London there was so I, I think I had you know the best of both worlds in that sense but at the same time I always felt like there was a you know there was a lack of identity on my side I didn't know quite where I'd fit in because um I guess a lot of uh people I hung around with there was almost like a division in a way I was always kind of I had my set of black friends if you like and my set of kind of white friends and then with my my white friends I was always kind of you know wanting to kind of fit in a bit more so i'd straighten my hair a lot i would do that and then with my black mm-hmm. friends it was really weird because they'd be like oh like you're so white and then i'd kind of be like well, what does that mean uh, yeah so i always was kind of um a bit confused about my identity and who i was um yep. and i guess for me that's an important part of my work in terms of um, celebrating, you know, diversity and different types of beauty, and you know, and where we're from, um, and I think I sort of began on that journey more and wanting to look at where I was from more and what I resonated with more um, during my third year at university, where um, I had to sort of uh, I decided to look at orientalism and the study of the other. Mm-hmm. And um how in say fashion magazines or you know, advertising, um, if there was a model of colour from any background, there were certain sort of stereotypes and ideologies that came forward and um I was sort of questioned why that was and where those came from and that led me yeah. on that journey and I you know I just I felt kind of growing up I wanted to see people that looked or women that looked more like me and my friends in
1: mm-hmm. in you
0: know in fashion especially you know growing up in like I say London is yep. such a diverse place anyway so I felt you know why wasn't this reflected and so starting out I started kind of shooting a lot of my friends who have you know mixed backgrounds and ethnicities and that sort of thing and I think just going from there and my work being about yeah. that celebration, I'm so sorry about that, my celebration, uh, celebrating identity.
1: I think that's what resonates with me so much about your work that, you know, regardless of who would make it, just looking at those pictures, I definitely feel that, I guess, I connected with that when I first saw it because... You know, I felt like you hearing you describe that just now is, it is so similar to my own experience. Like, even though I have different mm-hmm. mixed heritage, like, grew up with a different cultural background, but I always have, you know, on one side, my Sh- um, Sri Lankan family that we're always, like, the white ones for the Sri Lankan family. Yeah. And, and that, and, like, for the other Asians, and you always go, oh, really, you're Sri Lankan? But then, um, you know, at our school, um, which was, you know, predominantly white, um, and like I say, it wasn't, um, you know, it's not an, in an urban area where just generally there are more people from everywhere in the world like there it was very much like you're the one that has like the brown family and like I think you know yeah you you and you and you and 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 that feeling of being mixed is very much always like not feeling quite like you know what to claim as yours or or what not to kind of feel that you're it's almost like well, what am i permitted to feel that i am as well as much as like and then when you don't see that reflected i think this is a thing like people don't realize how important that is especially as a young woman like growing up to see that in those because you know that's that's what you're fed that's what you're looking at and that's what everyone's looking at when you're that age and it does help it does shape you know how you're then perceived and that is part of our identity yeah you know no definitely
0: and I- And I mean, even for me as well, like the whole um, relationship with hair, you know, in Mm -hmm. in sort of the black community, I guess, and and black females um, in particular, there's this whole kind of relationship with your hair and your hair is a big part of your identity. And, you know, throughout, you know, since whenever, sort of black hair hasn't really until recently, I'd say, been celebrated in the mass. And so um, it was always quite difficult because all the images you would see would be of, you know, long you know either straight hair or like luscious wavy hair or straight hair or pretty much straight hair (laughs) colour. so you kind of feel like oh well for me to be recognized as being beautiful inverted commas I need to kind of conform and be like that and and even you know for me up until recently um my hair has always been you know personally a big thing for me and recently I've just cut I've cut my hair I've cut my hair my hair short and now and I dyed it yeah. and I actually yeah. have this sense of, of freedom now I feel like uh-huh. this huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders and I don't feel like my hair is you know so much my identity if that makes sense yeah. Um, yeah. and it's all kind of about you know celebrating what I have and you know how that works for me so Mm it's been a lot that for me definitely has been like a long journey and and that's been that's been because of me you know growing up reading magazines and publications and not seeing not seeing any of that Some, and it's any of that pretty much and it's yep. you know it's really nice to be able to see it more and more now you know
1: so exactly um, yeah. I mean and that's that's totally thanks to you know people like you that are making that part of our visual language now and like I feel really grateful for that and that that kids growing up as far as I know um about your work one of the sort of important aspects of it is that you do your own casting so like you said you started out um working with your friends why is that element of casting so important to you and is that something that you insist on no matter what project you're doing no matter what client you're working with um so i think
0: for me casting is so important because again i would love you know my work is about reflecting what society is and the world we live in and the world we live in it isn't made up of one type of beauty or one certain beauty ideal that has been you know sort of pushed on us for years and years and years and years and and affected the way in which we see ourselves um but um in terms of casting i guess for with clients and things like that i think a lot of clients are very open to suggestions and also um me very kind of I mean everyone I've worked with anyway very happy for me to be involved in that process because they also realize that that's such a huge part of my work um enabled me to, you know, tap into a wider audience, wider space and um, have more access in that way um, I used to do also, I used to stop people on the street randomly, which is quite funny um, people would be like, mm, like mm, I don't know, you know I'm um, not sure if that's for me um, but you know, nowadays I, <laughs> I do get to kind of work with great casting agents as well um, which does help the process but again it's yeah. kind of giving a, you know, a sort of brief in that sense of you know i I want to kind of Mm -hmm. push those boundaries and really kind of reflect how we are it it all goes it all comes back to that you know that's the underlying themes of my work you know seeing beauty different
1: you know different types of beauty in photography until now you know that's not been seen as part of the photographer's role and i really think that you're part of a you know one of the, the people who has made that statement about what a photographer can and should do as well like what falls within their remit in a way definitely let's talk about the Vogue cover um because you shot that cover you were 26 um and i was just wondering how it felt and how how comfortable it was for you to be there doing that and and and, and generally you know how you kind of react to to getting those kind of opportunities how what you sort of put yourself through to to prepare yourself um i mean it was that also is again something i still can't quite
0: believe has happened um Mm -hmm. I (laughs) I've been in I was actually meant to do another shoot with Kate Phelan we were just meant to do a kind of fashion story that was going to be my first sort of thing for British Vogue um and then I got a call from my agent saying oh um Edward would like you to come in and I was kind of like okay sort of thing <laughs> um and then I was on the, I, I was on the way there and then Kate um rang me and said she said oh just to give you a heads up he's uh he's uh, thinking about asking well he's wanting to ask you basically to shoot the cover for the wow. January issue um oh yeah so I was kind of like uh, what do you mean Kate <laughs> and she was like I just wanted to give you a heads up I didn't want you to just walk in blind and just be like oh my god overwhelmed with the situation and I was just like oh my god so the whole I was just like when I get anxious I tend to tap my um, my leg on the floor a lot so I was yeah. kind of doing that the whole, the whole journey there and then I got to the office and I was kind of like okay I can do this I can do this went in and this was my first time meeting Edward as well mind you so wow. Again, there was dealing with that as well, trying to
1: yeah, play cool as
0: well. <laughs> um, so um yeah, I went in and you know, I think he he, he was amazing, he's great. Um Kate was also amazing. Um they were just so down to earth and so yep. normal if you like, because I feel like you have this sort of, in your mind, I guess through, you know, uh, media or whatever, you have this sort of stereotype, mm-hmm. if you like, what, you know, yeah. walking into Vogue is going to be like, they're going to be like, I don't know, really, I don't know, you know, and so yeah. it was so nice to see, you know, find that they're just normal just nice people, and mm-hmm. to be honest, my experience—I feel like I've had the best experience with them, just because. Yeah. Um, even though this is, you know, this is—it a it was a big thing. It was a Vogue cover. They're very insistent on making it or putting your stamp on it. So yes, you know, there is this um, sort of uh, idea of what Vogue is and what you know what it kind of stands for. Um, but then at the same time. It's marrying those two, I guess, concepts together where, yes, Mm -hmm. you're creating a Vogue image, but at the same time, you are also making it yours. And so that, for me, was the most important challenge because I knew I didn't want to go in and just shoot a cover that I think looked like a Vogue cover. I wanted it to be, no, this is my collaboration with Vogue. Yeah. I think again that was daunting because you know working with you know high profile like talent as well can be um sometimes it can be quite stressful um especially as you've got a certain time with them you haven't got enough time with them you've maybe got an hour or so but I think you know to be honest it was it was really nice to be able to just you know, create with them and collaborate with them and they were very, very open um, mm-hmm. to to my sort of, uh, what I kind of wanted to do as well. So um, I would say, yeah, the experience overall was a really great one and it just, it didn't end there, you know, I went into the yep. office afterwards, back to Vogue office and, you know, with the edits and how it was going to be laid out and, you know, I believe in kind of continuing that journey and they're very, very, you know, open and wanting me to do that and I think that's, I think that's great, you know, I just didn't want to shoot it and leave it there, and I think that's important an important part of the relationship you know that right. I have with them and and now it just feels like, yeah, why was I so worried you know because um, <laughs> you know going back and doing more for them, they're just really great and they're you know they're super supportive of um
1: right
0: what I want to do with an image
1: and and are you kind of? Because still, you know, even so, even even having that kind of, I guess, like guidance support from them, um, it's it's a big operation. You've got to like handle yourself in a certain way and like, you know, be yeah. very efficient, be very focused. Are you that kind of person generally? Are you confident the way you work? Are you are you organised? Are you sort of like, you know, on it? Um, you know, and usually, and I, I definitely get that feeling of confidence. In the photographs, so I was just wondering how you feel when you're kind of making them. I guess.
0: Um, so I think the only place I'm actually organised in life is with my work. <laughs> like I'm very <laughs> efficient, and I'm very like I need to, I need to have a sort of system, if you like, going on. But I mean, whenever I shoot, generally, like I'm fine leading up to it, but then as soon as, if you like, all eyes are on me, mm-hmm. you know, I do feel very very nervous and this is yeah. when th- this feeling has never gone away like even though I've been doing this for I say quite a while even though I've been doing this for a bit now I still every single shoot I do I still get that same feeling because I think as well um, as much as so I enjoy doing what I do there's I also feel this sort of pressure if that makes sense, um, because yeah, you've nice. got these amazing, you know, people that you're working with—hair stylist, stylist, makeup, mm-hmm. uh, talent, etc.—and they're bringing, you know, their, you know, their amazing creativity to the sh- to the shoot you're doing. But then it's all on you to make that look good. If that yeah. makes sense, and yeah. so I always kind of feel this pressure, like I want to do, I want to showcase everyone's, you know, talent here in the greatest way possible so Mm -hmm. that's always like a uh, in the back of my mind and then again just kind of you know being able to create a dynamic image and then also if I'm shooting you know um different kind of cultures and uh, ethnicities etc it's again at the back of my mind to be very wary of not creating um Uh, perpetuating my own stereotypes or ideologies because that's the whole reason why I take these photos to go against that but I don't want to I don't want to do what's been happening in history for a very very long time and
1: yes yeah that's all at the back of my mind god that is that is intense yeah (laughs) yeah and like you say as soon as you're shooting I mean I really think like every and anytime you put any person in front of that um camera you have to take on all of that like you have to think about about the history about the present about the future um and and it's a shame because we're kind of all now in that position um of thinking about those things because they weren't thought of you know in the past and because it's been dominated by 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 you know western male uh white kind of perspective that hasn't thought about that for so long and then that's now meant that kind of is up to to every generation subsequently to to make sure they are conscious of all those things um but when you're not kind of thinking about all of that <laughs> or when you're not having all of that like on top of your head um and i was wondering what you think about fashion and about fashion photography and what it specifically you know means to you um well I just I think fashion
0: has always kind of been a way to express yourself I mean personally for me that's how I've always looked at it as you know um standing out and you know individuality and I mean fashion photography you know first and foremost was always about kind of showcasing the clothes in the best way that's what it was I think but for me Mm. I feel like it's evolved over time and i think it's so much more than that and personally for me looking at when i think of a fashion image or when i do a fashion image it's uh, about the the concept and the story first and then for me the fashion element is that added asset which enhances what i'm trying to say um Mm -hmm. of course there are times when it's about the fashion completely <laughs> of course yeah. um, but um, for the majority of the time I don't look at the clothes first I look at the concept and the casting first and the fashion how that ties in together um, which is maybe right. a weird way to look at it but yeah
1: <laughs> and, and you've been able to do that in quite with quite a few major brands I wanted to ask you as well about the collaboration with Dior obviously um, mm-hmm. yeah and you shooting the the cruise 2020 collection and and how that was and what your ideas were for that shoot. I mean,
0: um, I think for me that shoot was, I think it was exciting because I think it was a, uh, I loved that, I love what Mario Garcia was doing in terms of collaborating with, you know um, kind of artists of, of, of colour, designers of colour that sort of thing and it's something that I never thought I would see <laughs> with yep. a brand like um, because it's so you know it's so prestigious and so luxury that you just think Mm -hmm. these worlds are never going to meet meet and so to be asked to do to take part in the movement like that I think you know I was incredibly you know I felt incredibly humbled to be able to do that um and to be also and to also um have you know that that kind of say in sort of casting and um, how that was going to be done, and also um, again being asked to do it because, as I said before, I also kind of understand that there's a fine line between shooting in these places and shooting, kind of you know, people of colour and um, and these environments, and not perpetuating stereotypes, as I mentioned before. So I felt really honored that Dior was actually aware of that as well and wanting to work with um a photographer from background similar background that understood these things as well um Mm -hmm because you know you know in the shoots have been done in like these places many many times and then it's been done by a, a a male white photographer and then that's where you get those sort of stereotypes and things coming from because of the lack of understanding in in terms of presenting um these places and these cultures, so I think you know I think for that for me was um super important aspect of me taking on that project as well um because they understood and they were very sensitive to these to these topics
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, so yeah, the experience itself was pretty amazing. I got to go to like Marrakesh that was incredible um and then I did the so I did that I did the show and then I did the editorial and then I also went to South Africa as well with them um so that was also very incredible um just to be part of that experience and being able to again have them having the trust in me to you know shoot the way I shoot from my perspective my angles um my sort of um colors as well so yeah it was a very great. It it's a great experience, yeah. But for me, that point—that's the one thing that stood up for me is asking a photographer of colour to do it. That understands those, um, those, you know, those fine lines between creating stereotypes and that sort of thing. It's very meaningful.
1: It's very meaningful, and I don't think that you know it's easy to do because there's so many talented you know photographers of colour out there. But like, like you say, it's not something to be overlooked because you know it's surprising how much oversight there still is when it comes to these issues and like like you say it was also that that meeting of you also being aware of how you know and asking the questions and I think Maria Gracia is incredibly um sensitive and has a very sort of profound engagement with with all kinds of artistry and you know the fact that that obviously that that collection um that we're talking about I should say is was um you know, using this um, wax fabric, um, yeah. which in itself has lots of you know different connotations in terms of how it's been manufactured and traded um, historically. But this fabric was going to be you know one hundred percent African cotton, made and manufactured in um, the Ivory Coast. So that's yeah. important to sort of make that distinction and, and understand that that's that's how it's being made and you know who's producing this and. Material that's has historically been um, used exploitative,ly I guess.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And also, again, just being able to have a conversation with Grazio as well, because I think right. um, that that made it for me made it even more that you know you're, you're very sensitive to these subjects you know we actually had a, had phone calls to discuss um, the way in which we would approach this in a way that wasn't going to be um, offensive or you know any, in any way and so I mean it was really great to have her really open to that and um, kind of almost in a way kind of being able to show her what can be seen as something negative, if that makes sense, um, because I think at times if you're not from that background, then you don't necessarily know. So I'm, it was it was really kind of refreshing to to see that you know very very open to having that conversation directly with me and not through the whole the whole I don't know the whole hierarchy of deal, for instance. So just to have you know go straight and just have that conversation with her was really incredible. So
1: yeah um this is a question that we're asking at the end of every episode um Mm -hmm. and it's one that doesn't usually go down very well because people can't choose one and don't have one but um do you have (laughs) do you have a favorite female photographer um
0: i don't you know what i i don't have an ultimate favorite to be honest i mean for me it's it's more about kind of what the work and what the work is saying and Mm -hmm. the topic at the time so i don't personally couldn't answer that question with one
1: <laughs> are there any photographers that you do like that you're like you know just excited about Any anyone really
0: um I mean a lot of my friends you know um like Campbell Addy uh, Tyler Mitchell Ronan McKenzie uh and then I, I admire people, like Vivian Sasson's work. I love Harley Ware's work. Uh, I'm just trying to go off the top of my head. I love, you know, old school, like Irving Penn, Richard Aberdon. uh, It just, it doesn't, it doesn't fit one category, you know. And sometimes it's a body
1: of work, isn't it? Like you say, it's a particular, even image that someone's done that just moves you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So thank you, Nadine, for your time and for yeah for speaking to me so so genuinely and openly about your work um and i look forward to seeing thank you so much
0: for having me um it's been a pleasure and this is like my first podcast so yay